Ever have one of them weeks that's about three weeks long? Amen. I had one of those. Um, I actually had a really good idea about what to talk about and worked on it all week. And um, I used to laugh when it happened to Damon all the time where he'd... It's not that funny. <laughs> it's, when it happens to you, it's not. Because I had it all studied out about how... Uh, where the bride of Christ is is who the church is and and uh, how to get the bride ready for him. But the more I studied, the more it got weird because that's kind of the old covenant as far as getting ready and doing works to make yourself ready. And so that kind of went out the window because when he, when we give our hearts to God, uh, he clothes us in righteousness we're already a perfect bride ready to go. So that's it. <laughs> so we kind of... <laughs> well, if we could get that in our hearts and live that way, it would be amazing because we have to continue to teach ourselves that over and over again. We are celebrated by a perfect Father and we experience joy when we're with Him face-to-face. -face. Um... And that face-to-face -face stuff we're going to talk about a little bit in His presence today. Um, go to Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. I think I marked it. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple. Grows, not instantly. I like that part because I need time to grow. <laughs> grows into the holy temple of the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. So we're a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's been given to us. Um, if you read the whole book of Ephesians, which I've done a lot of reading this week, and I'm not a really good reader, but the whole book of Ephesians is about us being heirs to God, heirs to that throne, heirs to that kingdom. But He also inherits us. So it's really, it's an amazing book when you get to reading this stuff. And um, Somebody said something... Uh, I thought it was interesting because I'm not much of a reader. But the Bible is kind of different because it, you don't really read the Bible. It reads you. You can, you can read about that and think about yourself and it, it really can change you where you read some Louis L'Amour or something like that. It's just about cowboys and stuff. But this book will really read you. And I know Glenn talked about that last week about being more, getting more and more involved in the written word of God and find out what the truth is. Find out where you're wrong about things. I've done that a lot this week too. Um, and so we're, we've been talking several weeks about the Holy Spirit walking in the Spirit, um, how that it's a daily thing. It's, it's not a once in a lifetime experience. Um, you can tell how much God trusts you and the work that he's done in you, the measure of it, 
by what he, tru- in, in, what, what he entrusts to you. And that's not just like worldly goods and all that stuff, but he's entrusted to us the Holy Spirit. And uh, that's having, that's putting a lot of faith in what we are and who we are. Um, and then, so every born again believer has this, the Holy Spirit. And you, we've talked about being filled with the Spirit, um, speaking in tongues and all the things that come with it, the power that comes with being filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, he's entrusted that to us individually and as a church body. Um, let's read John seven thirty-seven. I gotta not mumble in this thing because it picks up everything. And I mumble a lot. It goes down a little ways, but I'll start 37 there. On the last day, that great day, the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. He didn't just sit there and mumble. He cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit. So the Spirit fills us, and it's like, not like a pond or a lagoon, Lagoons can get kind of nasty. They're kind of designed that way. A pond will just sit there. It's not a lake. It's a river. It flows through us. And there's enough people here I know um, have traveled. And you can see what rivers, they can change the whole geography around you. They can change, not instantly, sometimes it can, but that river will change the whole geography around you, around your life, and and you by the flowing power of water. And that's, I think, pretty amazing to me. Um, I heard a preacher this week, because I've listened to um, preachers on YouTube and things like that and internet, and uh, just to try and get some inspiration and, and some stuff. I think it's good for everyone to do that because you don't want to listen to the same person over and over again because not everybody's got it right. Every person, I think, has got a little piece of the pie. And even in our own thoughts, we have to um, weigh what's said. So I listen to stuff like that quite a little bit. Um, Not that that should be your only thing because I learned just from experience in life and stuff too that, that I know some people that kind of do internet church as their church. And... I don't think that's quite right either because we talked about the armor of God and you have the breastplate of righteousness. You don't have nothing on your back. You need other people around you, the church body, to have your back and keep you covered. And you're not going to have that sitting in your living room watching that. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that because there's a lot of good things out there, but that can't be your only source. Um, I think that's very important in our lives. We have to have other people to cover our backs even if they make funny all the time. Right, Ty? He's been giving me a hard time all morning. So, but anyways, on this one, he said, um, the Holy Spirit is, dwells in us, dwells in me for my sake. He dwells in me for conviction, for comfort, um, to teach, to challenge, to correct. But he also dwells upon me for your sake to flow out of me into other things, to other, other situations, to change. He, he's in me to change the geography of my life, to move me, to shape me, 
but he also dwells upon me to change the geography around me, to look in those impossible situations that are going on and change those as well. I thought that was really cool the way he said that. Um, he comes upon us actually to change, to want to change the circumstances around us. And this was something I thought was really kind of cool because we're, uh, we're born with an instinct to want to change and do things. Um, I get some old timers sometimes up at the shop and they'll talk about um, old times all the time and they'll talk about how they saw this whatever situation coming or they, they knew so and so was going to be like this because this is the way they acted all the time. And, but they didn't do anything about it. They just watched it happen. So I even, and these are, some of these guys know God, some of them don't. They just kind of, um, I imagine beauty shops probably the same way. They just come in to experience life with someone who is still, because a lot of the guys that come, I got this old guy, he used to build Corvettes and he was awesome at it. I mean, he's got some really neat ones. He built them, um, but now he's at the age where his health is bad and he can't do that stuff anymore. So he likes to be around it. He comes and sees what we do and what we paint and all that stuff just to be around it and then tells us stories and stuff. And, and, uh, but he's to the point where he, he experienced that stuff, but he can't do it anymore. Um, and they'll, they'll have experiences where they knew they could have changed something, but they haven't. So it's born into us to want to get into these situations to change them to um, I'm trying to think of the best way to say that I think, I think we don't do it sometimes because we're worried someone will think we're arrogant maybe or puffed up or, or maybe we're just awkward about it um, especially anything you do for the first time like this right now is pretty awkward um, <laughs> it just is it's something that you just I haven't done before or a lot of anyway so it seems awkward, but it'll get there. Um, but it's in us to want to try and get into to situations and help with them, change with them. Um, we see issues that maybe we've had in our life, something we fought with or battled with, and we see someone else having the same thing, and we know what to do. We know what God can change that. We know the Holy Spirit can flow through us and help that person, not to ram something down their throat, because that's not what God has us to do either, but to listen to his spirit and to obey and to get into those circumstances and change them. Because um, the Holy Spirit's not just, just there for us in our circumstances, because we have enough crises in our own families <laughs> and lives and relatives, but it's to do outside of that as well, um, to flow out of us. We want to find those in, impossible things and try and fix them. And... To, to show that this is not just something that's, uh, I guess that I'm making up, that it's in us to want to do this. How many movies we've seen here in the past probably 10 years about superheroes? Tons of them. They're pretty cool. I like them. But it's in our human nature to want to say, this is impossible. I can't do this. So let's insert Superman. But with the Holy Spirit, I mean, we have the desire in us to do these things. With the Holy Spirit, we can be those superheroes, I guess. You can decide whether or not you wear a cape. Because sometimes, I don't know, maybe a cape is required, but not for me, thanks. You don't want to wear a mask, though. You, when you go, you want to represent Christ. You want to be, because God is, can do much more than even these superheroes. Everybody's got their favorite, I'm sure. We argue about that stuff at home sometimes, who's the best. 
and who who acts like who. <laughs> um, and one of the reasons that, that, that let's look at Matthew five once, uh, fourteen through sixteen. Um, just to talk about it. sometimes people do it because they don't like to get involved in stuff like that or are worried that they may get uh, puffed up or arrogant or something to the effect where they think that they're going to take the credit and they don't want to take that from Christ. But Because um, we've seen leaders in the past, um, TV leaders and ones that are, of course, famous that we see the most of where they've done miraculous things and the Holy Spirit really used them and done things like that and then they end up Falling, up, falling down, end up having problems and, and falling into sin. Some of that is because they need someone to have their back, and someone thinks that they're some you know mighty preacher or healer or something like that, but they don't they don't have that people around them to say, hey, you need to work on this problem right here. We kind of need to have each other's back in that way. Um, very important. Uh, Five fourteen. Let me find it. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. So we ain't got to worry about trying to be incognito. Um, people don't like, some people don't like the, the light, us being the light in the world. The, some people don't want to be charismatic, don't want to be stepping out of line, don't want to be uh, looked at or pointed at or thought as weird. Um, and I'm the same way. But on the other hand, I want to think about our enemy a little bit. What is he? Is he? He's pretty charismatic. He wants to take as many people with him as he can. And I don't think that we should take in our own. Sometimes we take our ourselves too serious, and we need to get out of that box because the devil's not going to stay in a box and hide. He's going to take people with him. He's going to be sneaky. He's going to do that stuff. And we need to get out of our comfort zones in order to help people I think that that's a big factor for me anyway because I'm not a real crazy person that way but but uh, I, I also am not a person who wants the enemy to have what I what belongs to me or what belongs to God um, let me go on there I'll start over <laughs> you are the light of the world the city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden nor do they nor do they light up a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. It gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they can see your good works. So we can do all that stuff and glorify your Father in heaven. So we ain't really got to worry about people glorifying us as long as we keep pointing it back to God. And the stuff that I'm considering and talking about and wanting to see happen as far as being full of the Spirit and letting it flow out from us to other people is um, stuff that for the most part are going to look at me or you or whoever and think there's no way that dude did that by himself so we ain't got to worry about taking glory for for this stuff and Matthew even says that there that the glory it will glorify the father in heaven these acts that we will do this being the light of the world okay God can do awesome things. He can do impossible things. Um, have you ever, there's, there's a, a game we used to play, which wasn't really a game, it was mostly just being mean to each other. We just, in high school, um, we'd, we'd say think fast, and we'd throw something at somebody, usually a basketball or something. Damon would usually use a baseball. 
But you'd, you'd, you'd be doing something together, whatever, and they say, think fast and whip something at you, and you had to try and catch it. Well, I had experience like that this week. I woke up, it was Tuesday morning, and I was just praying, saying, you know, asking God, tell him, thank for the day, and all that kind of stuff. And I said, you know what, I want to be more like you and like some of this stuff today. I said, uh, put, some peop- put someone in my way so I can pray for him or something like that. And it was one of them think fast moments. It was like 8.15, I had this guy standing in front of my desk at work with a cr- his hand in a sling, and he just had his shoulder broken, operated on, and he was complaining, he was a salesman, and he was complaining, he didn't even sell me nothing, but he was complaining about his, his shoulder, and then he was going to have his hip operated on, and then he was going to have his back operated on. I'm looking at him going, what? <laughs> and it was kind of one of those think fast moments, and I just blew it completely. And it wasn't an hour or so later, there was another person walked in the shop, was had, talking about their hip was having some kind of issues, and I still wasn't in the game. <laughs> By the third time, there was a lady, she, she was there, and she had head injury problem and stuff like that. She got to talk with her and pray with her a little bit. Amen. Um, but it was, but, but by the end of the day, I was like, come on. But he is so ready. And what, what kind of what got to me was the, the fact that my heart and his heart were in the same place at the same time. And I think that's what happened. Um, because he's, he's ready to go. Um, and my heart was in the same place as I guess it was in the right place, but I wasn't ready in my mind. And it was one of them think fast moments, and he threw it at me quick. And, but, it, but it also makes me excited for more of that. Because, I mean, the lady with the, the head injury, she's not any better as far as health right now. But um, that won't keep me from praying for her. I mean, um, Jesus had a, very, very, a lot more success level than I have. <laughs> but I don't think that'll keep me from ever trying that. And it actually excites me that God is so ready to send people our way. Because I know if he does it for me, he'll do it for all of you. That's right. He's got no, no favorites. And here's the thing that made me think of this. God can do awesome and impossible things in the lives of all those around us without our action, can he? Because he's God. But will he? We're his hands and feet. Is he gonna do it or is he wanting us to do it? This is the part, because I've done this before. Well, I've seen, you know, well, you know, Glenn will probably see him pray for that guy. Glenn's a holy guy, you know. But I didn't notice that person for Glenn to pray for him, because Glenn's probably thinking of someone else. You know, and that can happen for each of us. God gives us, I think he gives us assignments. I think he, when our hearts start to match up in unity with the Holy Spirit that's in us, it starts to flow out, that we'll see these things and we gotta not ignore them. Because he can do it without us, but that's not his intention. And we have, um, of course, we have Jesus for an example. Um, John, let's see, John five nineteen. And Jesus answered them and said, "Most assuredly, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself." And I heard a preacher this week too say he looked up this word nothing in Greek and it meant nothing. <laughs> I was like, what? Because <laughs> I know Glenn's always looking Greek and Hebrew stuff up and that's what it meant was nothing. He came here stripped. I mean, he was the son of God, but he came here as a man, empty. 
full of the Spirit, walking in a right relationship with God. Does that sound familiar? That's what is available to every one of us. We can have this. Um, I've heard many people say, well, he, he walked around sinless. That's why he could do it and we can't. That's why we have so many shortcomings and he didn't. We've talked about this for about three weeks now. I think about the, I think it's been three weeks or so, that when we come before him and he forgives of, of our sins, what are we? We're walking around now sinless in a right, right relationship with God, full of the Holy Spirit. That describes the way Jesus walked. So a lot of it is in our minds, I think. Um, I'm a pretty logical type of a thinker. That's my mom used to say, well, you're a thinking child. That's, and uh, I used to think that was parent speak for a little slow. <laughs> but uh, I kind of thought about it for a while, and I got it figured out that, because uh, it brought me back to, like, when I was in grade school, there's a, there's a time that a buddy of mine, we used to uh, do math. You know, of course, we're doing grade school. We're learning math. And uh, we had it figured out that we really didn't care if we had A, B, C, or D on our papers. We really didn't care. But if we got a C or a D, we got to go to the special class where they do flashcards <laughs> and easy stuff. And we got a Tootsie Pop if we did good. So we had a choice of A, B, C, or we'd get a D and a Tootsie Pop. So we had it figured out. We could go get the Tootsie Pop. Sometimes we get the ones with the bubble gum in them. And for... You know, third grader, that's pretty sweet. So I guess I was kind of a thinker and had things figured out what I wanted. <laughs> and maybe she wasn't insulting me, but I don't know. But me and that friend of mine had a pretty good last uh, part of that third grade because we got lots of treats. And the teacher was real pretty. So it made it like perfect for us. <laughs> but, the, but we being a logical thinker like that it, it works for me to, to read this and say okay I can do this because God says I can right. but part of that thinking needs to get into my heart and that's where I think we kind of shortcome sometimes and when we get in a situation where he does the think fast and throws something at me in my mind I know hey I should pray for this person they're going to get healed right now <laughs> but if my heart ain't there I'm sitting there like, in, like a deer in the headlights because I don't know what to do and that's where it becomes awkward I think if when we get our heart centered in that secret time with God where we spend time with him and become full of that spirit I think it'll come out more naturally it won't be so awkward it may the first few times just because everything first time is new Jesus healed people cast out demons um, set people free miracles these are things he walked in his daily life he didn't heal everybody but everybody he prayed for he healed um, and like I said before I don't think I'll I don't know that I'll ever be as good as him at it but I don't think we should ever start try stop trying. Now, kind of all this stuff here kind of came about because I was driving a tow truck one day and I was out near Downing or something like that and there was two different songs that came back to back on the radio and she was going to play them, just part of them anyway today and it was, I'll kind of go through what, was, what God was talking to me about during these two songs. Um, I don't know if she's got them quite ready or not. You want to play that first one? Both very good songs. But they came back to back on the radio and God started talking to me as I was driving down the road. Which sometimes that you talk about the secret place and being quiet with God. 
it's different for everybody. I don't think it has to be quiet because most of the time when he talks to me, it's, there's a lot of noise going on. Um, so anyway, yeah, here's the first one that came on. worship song I mean it put I just kind of looked real quick and everybody not everybody but a lot of people are saying it brings you right to that place where you just want to worship God and that's what was going on here I was driving down the road and then he started talking to me and because I mean it is awesome to think of the day we get to go to heaven the things that'll be there the peace the joy the seeing Jesus face to face but I started thinking as I was driving there that we're here for a pretty short time. We're going to be dead a long time. We're going to be in heaven forever. For eternity is huge and long forever. We're not going to be here that long. But what affects the eternity and eternity of all those around us, the ones we see every day, is the, the destination is figured out and happens here in this short time that we have. It's not... So it's kind of one of the things where you're worshiping God and you're thinking, this is great, God, you're awesome. But if you start thinking of all the people around you, all the people that you know that are dying, going to hell, living life that is not gonna bring them to heaven, it can make you sad pretty quick, especially if they're loved ones, even if they're not loved ones. I mean, there's people that if, if you're full of spirit, you, walk, you can walk anywhere in town and see people and your heart will ache for where they're at. Because you, you kind of can, you can see things through God's eyes, and then this other song come on. And you can play that one. It came on like right after as he started talking to me about this. I wish they'd play this one more. Yeah. 
I love that song. Amen. <clears throat> no matter what, there's a place for me in my father's house. Whether I decide to uh, follow him in, in a small capacity or a big one, it's completely up to me. And I'm a child of God, period. There's no nothing in this earth that can change that. Both songs are very, can, are those ones that can go right straight to your heart and convince your mind that of what's really going on. Um, like I said, my, my place in his house is secure. Our place in his house is secure. Can, nothing can affect that. So I was sitting there bouncing these things around in my head as I was driving there, and he brought me back to the Lord's Prayer um, in Matthew 6. I never, most, I mean, probably everybody here knows this, but I'm going to go to it. Because I'm not going to read all of it. Because he didn't actually bring all of it to my mind at the moment, but just a portion of it. Um, it's not really the Lord's Prayer, I guess. It's We've kind of named it that. It's, uh, it's the Lord's example of prayer. Um, he had no sin, so there's no reason for him to be asking for forgiveness there. But I just, the... The first part of here, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That is awesome. We can praise God in no matter what we do, and it brings his spirit and his presence to our heart just as quick as, I mean, music does it for us just the way we're made. But that second part there, he started bringing me, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's the part that just started... Uh, I guess eating on me and getting with me and stuff like that because when we think about like the first song we're going to heaven streets of gold joy um, we have movies about it we and I mean any movie that comes on I know that has something where someone has some experience in their life where they go to heaven or something like that man we're on it we want to see what it's about and it's never anything negative it's always something joyful something we want to be a part of um, power everything everything in heaven is pointing towards God's ultimate authority and love and right here in this prayer we're asking that to be done on earth this short time we're here to have an effect on the people around us we're and he and it just kept eating on me eating on me that this is the stuff that can happen here now perfect unity I mean, who who doesn't want that in their life here, in their family, in their extended loved ones, stuff like that? Um, and for him to give that as, a, that as an example of prayer, to me, that means that it's not impossible and it can happen. That's right. And it's up to us, really. How full of the Spirit do you want to be? How much effect do you have want to have on the ones around you? Um, It's really the matter of time before all the kingdoms of this world fall. They all, they've come and gone in the past, but eventually they're all going to be gone, and there's going to only be one. And uh, we're a part of that one. And a part of, we actually ultimately are part of uh, who else he has called and led us to bring into that kingdom if we're going to have an effect on them or not. We can decide not to, and I don't think God will be mad at us. Um, but frankly, I'd be mad at myself if I knew I could have an effect on someone's life through the Holy Spirit and chose not to because I was lazy. Or Sometimes in our culture, 
um, our American culture, we're pretty spoiled and we keep ourselves really distracted. Sometimes, like I know Glenn's talked about before, we keep ourselves so busy that we make an, it an excuse not to go out and reach out to do things like that. Um, to go to Walmart, I mean, you go there because you have to, to grocery shop. But what if you went there to find someone to pray for? What if you did it on purpose? Um, it wouldn't have to be Walmart because sometimes I think there's a demon over Walmart that just makes everybody grouchy. <laughs> but maybe that's something we need to break in Kirksville. Maybe we need to be down at Walmart praying and talking with people so that people are like, hey, we're going to Walmart in Kirksville because there's something different about it. Maybe that's something. I don't know. You have to be led by the Spirit and... Um, I don't think God is opposed at, at all of us coming up with an idea like that and saying, what about this? Because I think he'll go with it because I don't think it's against his will. Right. I don't think it's against his will for Kirksville to be thought as a place where people can go and be healed, where people can go and have their lives restored, their marriages repaired and, and healthy. Um, to have people at the hospital praying for people and people walking out sick instead of worse leaving than when they go. Um, reputations can happen like that and I don't think God's against that at all I think that could be something we could leave so basically it comes up to that what do we want to do in our personal time with God because that's where we that quiet time that personal time we have with the Holy Spirit we become filled with His Spirit ask Him for um, complete full ask him to change our hearts and mold them change the geography of our lives because we get in ruts we get in things like that everybody knows that um, I don't really do that much in my life I don't think because I don't have a chance to just with all the stuff I do everything Polly kind of gets upset sometimes because I can't make plans because if I do something happens <laughs> So it never, it's, it's not that big a deal, but I know some people, they like their routine, they like their structure. Um, so it's kind of up to them if they want God to invade that and, and enable them to be um, more effective with the people around them. It's like I kind of said at the beginning, the bride is ready, righteous, um, full of power. And that's each and every one of us if we decide to, what we decide to do with it is completely up to us. Um, I don't like I said I don't think God is mad at us if we don't but who do, who wouldn't want to please their father and see his family grow even more and personally I think it's awesome to see the power of God move I've seen it sometimes in my life and and it kind of bugs me because I've seen this stuff happen oh, over the years but I don't see it on a monthly weekly daily basis and Jesus did. So I want to. And uh, I don't want to push it and force it. And I don't think he wants that either. But uh, I think it's there for each, one, each of us to have. Um, and it's kind of up to us how we want to do that. What we want to sacrifice. I've, I've heard the example many times of people say, well, I want this to change in my life and I want to read my Bible more, I want to spend more time in prayer, I want to do this or that. But at the same time, they don't change anything. They still go home after work, plop down in front of the TV and watch their 
whatever show they like to watch. Um, I'm not saying you can't watch TV, but it's if for something to change, something has to change. Um, we can't do the same thing, expect change. I think that's uh, like the definition of insanity or something like that, to keep doing the same thing and, and expect a different result. So, anyways, <laughs> I guess that's my, my ending thought there, is it's kind of up to us what we want to do with what God has for us. Everybody can decide that for themselves. And... Uh, I pray that we see start seeing more and more of miracles, not just this church body here, but all of them around our country and our uh, city. Amen. To see Christians become more bold in what and who they are and what they are, where we're not hiding out, waiting for, talking about things that are happening bad, like there's nothing we can do about them because we can. We have uh, the power of heaven behind us. Amen. So... Anyways, that's what I have for you today. Amen. So, I guess let me pray and then we'll just dismiss that way. Father God, I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for who you've let us become, in part of your family, your children. And I ask, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to um, do a work in every heart here, Lord God. And continue working in mind, God. Break down those things that don't belong. And because uh, I've decided, Lord, I want to do whatever you want. Put more situations in our lives, Lord God, that are truly from you. Convict our hearts, Lord, if there's things that we need to change to make these things come about, Lord. We just want to return the affection that you so freely give to us back to you, Lord, and then out to this world, Lord. You are holy and set apart. Lord, your bride should be as well. Set us apart, Lord God, and let us see your, your power move through us and change the geography around us, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.